America is in trouble. We've turned our backs on God, forsaken our history, and too easily succumbed to tyrannical orders. Our problem seems overwhelming, but the solution is simple. It's time we return to the Lord in strict adherence to the Constitution of the United States. Welcome to the Constitution Solution, one podcast under God. We're your hosts, Mark Deluzio and Christy Tyrone. Now, let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Mark Deluzio, and we have Christy Tyrone, uh, my co-host. Hello. In this episode, we just want to basically talk a little bit about who we are and why are we doing this podcast. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. my name is Mark Deluzio again, and uh, uh, originally from Connecticut. I live in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, we moved here uh, about six and a half, seven years ago. And the reason we moved was we moved here to be with our grandkids. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But my background came basically from a lower middle class industrial city called New Britain, Connecticut, which was a, uh, a uh, hardware city of the world. And, and uh, basically, my father was a tool and dime maker for 44 years and never missed a day of work in his life, except for when he went to go fight in World War II. And he was actually at the Battle of Iwo Jima. And uh, he really instilled a work ethic into me. And I was the first one to go to college in my, in my, uh, in my family and paid my way through college and, and worked hard at UPS, uh, four o'clock in the morning, went to school, homework at night. And anyway, made my way through and got into finance and accounting and worked my way through the ranks and sooner or later became a CFO at a very early age and was able to climbed the corporate ladder at a company called Danaher and did very well there. And the, the work I've done there is is kind of well known in my industry. And I started a, a, a consulting business in, uh, in 2001, which I'm still running today. It's a global consulting business. I've been married now going close to 43 years uh, come June. And uh, my wife and I have two kids, uh, two boys, uh, Scott who's 40, who lives in Surprise, Arizona with his wife and our three grandkids, which is why we're here. And Stephen, who actually got killed in Afghanistan in 2010 at the age of 25. And uh, Scott and Stephen were fighting together uh, in Afghanistan at the time. And uh, Stephen, you know, so we're Gold Star parents. And we'll probably talk a lot about that as we get into the different aspects of this podcast as time goes on. But anyway, um, we, we love it here in Arizona. We think it's a free, one of the freest states out there today. However, we're losing that freedom. And that's really the essence, I think, of this whole podcast. Christy and I met on the campaign trail. I did run for U.S. Congress uh, this past year. I lost in the primary. I got in late, but lost in the primary. And Christy and I connected, and her family as well, great family. Uh, and I'll let her tell her story so I don't tell it for her. <laughs> But bottom line was I found in Christy uh, a, a, almost a kindred spirit from the respect that we both have a love for our country and we both have a love of the Constitution. And we both realize that our, our, our deviation, if you will, from the Constitution and from God are the root cause reasons as to why we're losing it as a country. And so Christy and I have many, many multiple conversations over the course of time. And as a matter of fact, one time we were talking, I was at a uh, going to run an errand and I was supposed to be home in about 20 minutes and it took an hour and a half 
And my wife said, where were you? You know, I was talking to Christy in the car. We were talking about the Constitution. And we're going to do a podcast. We decided right then because we really resonated well with each other and we kind of fed off of each other. So, and Christy has great knowledge of, of the Constitution and of, also of, of the Bible, which uh, I think you'll find as you listen to us down the line, they go hand in hand, right? And, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, that's why we call this the Constitution Solution, one podcast under God. So I'll stop there and uh, maybe talk a little bit more later, but we're doing this because... We don't feel America and our public education system in particular have educated the populace on what this country is supposed to be about, not only from a historical perspective, but from a constitutional perspective. And if Americans just simply understood the basics of the Constitution, we'd be in a much better place. So uh, we're going to come back and uh, let Christy talk for a minute. And then we're going to you know, maybe talk a little bit about the kind of things we're going to talk about over the course of time with this podcast. Uh, Christy, over to you. Hello, everybody. Um, I, so I'm Christy Tyrone. I live in Prescott Valley, Arizona, newly uh, planted here. We were California refugees. We moved here in December, 2020. Um, so I started homeschooling my kids about seven years ago. And that was when everything in my whole life began to change for the better. I'd like to say that homeschooling is a gateway chain breaker, you know? Um, so as I started, you know, sitting with my kids at the table, going over, we started studying American history. And the more that I learned about our founding and what America's made of, the more I just fell in love with our country. And I saw that the things that weren't really, that weren't taught to me in public school, you know, no one told me that George Washington was a steadfast Christian. Nobody told me that it was the, the reverence of the early American church, the, the black robe regiment, as we now like to call them, that led the congregation to stand up in defense of their God-given rights and oftentimes led their men, their congregations into battle um, during the American Revolution. Um, nobody told me that our founding documents were based on largely the Holy Bible. So as I started uncovering these truths alongside my children and, and reading the founding documents ourselves and learning about our founders, their stories, their, their lives, um, I started to get like really excited about what they stood for and, and learning that it wasn't just their, their courage, you know, um, that they were these gutsy rebels, which, which they were, but knowing that that courage was was Bible-based, was really inspiring to me in a way that took me from just believing in Jesus, which I always have, to like dedicating my life to the Lord. And so um, I, it's kind of cool for me how like my testimony and, and faith kind of goes along, coincides with my journey through American history. And so through that, I see that sharing the American story is a great way to light the path that leads to the gospel. And so ever since I've been, you know, diving into this, I'm like, it's all I want to do. You know, they say, don't talk religion and politics. I'm like, that's all I want to talk about, you know? And if you ask me, what's the weather like, I'm going to tell you that America was built on the Holy Bible. <laughs> so um, with that, I am continuing now in that on that path and um my my son um, is 18 now he just graduated from our homeschool and then my daughter's 13 so we still have a few more years to sit around the table and talk about this stuff with her 
and she's a she's a steadfast patriot. She loves America. She oftentimes at campaign events with Mark and others, she's been able to sing the national anthem for everybody. And she was awesome, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a great little patriot. And so I'm really excited to have her alongside me in this journey. And um, she helps me out with a lot of stuff, like even my technology 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 here i can't even say it right she helps me set all this stuff up i probably wouldn't be able to do any of it without her so um she's my helper and all that and um so this is what i do this is what i love to do every day it's a big part of my life i'm involved in local politics here um my husband sean who i, I didn't mention yet he's my favorite he's my best friend and he's the sponsor of all my <laughs> of all my endeavors um, and so he's like a super steadfast patriot too. And um, together, I think we make a pretty good team and standing up for what we believe in and hopefully encouraging other people to do, you know, the same. And I think like Mark said, we're, um, as a country, we're really lacking the knowledge. That's the first thing we're lacking faith and knowledge. That's why we're in the mess we're in. So I think we need to try to get back to the Lord and we need to learn what our country's made of. And with those two things, um, we could become once again, the unstoppable force that America was in the beginning. And that it's not that far out of reach. You know, you look outside and see what's going on. You watch the news, you read some headlines and you're like, it's all, you know, falling apart. And then it is, <laughs> I won't tell you it isn't, but, um, one of the reasons we're doing the show is to kind of hope to encourage people to see that it's, it's not an unreachable daydream to fix it. We can. And um, hopefully as we, you know, build an audience here and people uh, learn alongside us that we can together stand up for our country and what we're founded on and to reclaim some ground and, um, rebuild what we're originally made of together you know you know you know christy um it's one of the one of the things that attracted to me to you uh, to you was the fact that you don't remain silent and uh <laughs> and you know that that is to me a big deal because history is riddled with bodies as a result of people who remain silent okay yeah. and 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 so many people i don't really i'm not political I don't really get involved. I'm not, I'm not really political. I'm not a political animal as they're paying six bucks a gallon for their gas. And as they're being uh, further taxed out of oblivion and they can't figure out why I've got a niece, for example, they can't figure out why my husband has a master's degree. I have a bachelor's degree and I'm living in a one room apartment. And I can't afford to even get out of that because you're both working. You're both paying taxes up to, you know what? And your freedoms are being taken away. Matter of fact, one of the things that we're going to talk about in one of the podcasts is the role of personal property and, and how that ties to freedom. Um, so so people who sit there and say, well, geez, you know, I, I can't get involved uh, or I don't get involved because this is not what I do. You're involved, whether you like it or not. You're involved. OK, you can remain silent and just take the beating that's being lashed out to you by this federal government and state and local governments, or you can get involved and in, 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 in start fixing it, right? So that's really the whole essence here of, of what we're doing. You know, it's interesting that, you know, Madison, you'll, you'll, you'll hear us talk a lot about the founding fathers, but Madison said, who actually wrote the Constitution, who's a primary author, said that uh, 
if men were angels, we would not need a government. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and what do you mean by that? Well, he meant, he, he basically meant that they knew man was corrupt. They knew power corrupts. They mm-hmm. studied people like John Locke and philosophers and, and understood the nature of man. And they were first subjected to that by the tyranny from England, which really mm-hmm. was the whole reason of the revolution itself. And, and so they understood how power uh, is 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 something that would bring down a country, and they look back in history, and they look at the Roman Empire and all the different you know things that went on in 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 the past, the Egyptians, the Greeks, and all that, and they and they and they saw this pattern that said, hey, look, we can't repeat that pattern, which is why the Constitution was was written the way it was. Now, by the way, they didn't all agree. That's another thing no. we're going to talk about. You know, the founders didn't all agree together, and uh, there was a lot of debate. But this is where we ended up, and we do believe it's the next to the Bible, perhaps the best document ever created by mankind. And, and it's uh, been it shows in how long lasting it is, right? Like our constitution, I believe, is the longest standing written constitution. There's countries nope, that are older nor, than America and have nor lived the longer. document. Yep, but, nor the document. You're right, Christy. Seventeen eighty-seven. It's and it's built on biblical principles. It's it was written by men who, yes, heavily debated, as Mark was saying there. This wasn't just like, hey, let's do this, guys. It was it was a long, strenuous debate that came. people came from all different angles and perspectives. And we'll talk more about that because it's really a fascinating uh, journey just to even write it. Um, but because they debated, because they could talk, freedom of speech is the first in the, the Bill of Rights. It's the First Amendment that it's so important because they came off of a country who wasn't letting them speak freely. They didn't care what they had to say. They had no representation, the whole no taxation without representation. We had a government across the Atlantic at the time it would take at least six weeks to sail back and forth. Right. And so you have a government over there that's telling you do this, do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And we couldn't say whether we like that or not we couldn't explain how that affected our daily lives we couldn't say this is destroying my business and and if you did they probably didn't really care and so we had people that understood that these rights that were being assaulted by the king and the parliament these were god-given rights these were god-fearing men mark you said the other day the percentage of christians at the time of our founding it was it was roughly uh i may be off a percentage or two christy but it was up in the 95 96 percent range yeah up in the 95 yeah. so of, you of, had of, largely... of the colonists of the colonists at the time the constitution was written it was in that vicinity yes okay so mm-hmm. it's in the 90 percentage of christian people and Um, the majority of them were home educated and um, they just read their Bibles and, you know, moms were at home with their kids and dads were out on the farm or, you know, whatever work they did, they, um, the families would sit together and read their Bibles and that's how they learned to write. And they would copy work the words and they would read the stories and talk about it and relate it to their daily lives. And so you have a group of people who know that their rights come from God. And they understand the word of God. And in that, they knew when these things were being offended by government. And so they stood first for God. And 
that's why I think our our founding documents have lasted so long, starting with, you know, the Declaration of Independence and then um, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights is because it's not just built on the whim of man. It's not built on like a power hungry struggle. It is built by people who understood that we are fallen people and that we need to be we need to have some sort of government to kind of keep everybody on the same page and in line. But they also understood the the danger of power and really um through a lot of prayer and debate worked out a pretty clean program to um limit power and protect our basic human rights you know chrissy you talked about the uh the study that they did right you know you go back then uh to that time and even even today okay Despite the fact I've got uh, you know a master's degree and two undergraduate degrees and all kinds of certifica- certifications, my education comes self-taught, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I spend at least an hour, maybe two a night, depending on how late I can stay up. I have a new puppy now, so uh, that kind of takes its toll. But uh, but you know I I I I look to study anything and everything. I have a curiosity about science, history, politics. Uh, uh, sports, I mean, you name it. Okay. And when you start becoming educated in that regard, you know, most of what I've learned, basically, I didn't learn at school. All right. And, and I guess, you know, one of the problems I think we have, and I found this on the campaign trail, is that so many people are so ill-informed about, about just basic stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you, if you would just ask the, the, the simple question, well, why do we have a constitution? You'll get all kinds of different answers, right? And we're gonna we're gonna explain that as we go on, uh, but basically it's to limit the government from taking our freedoms. That's the bottom line mm-hmm. on the Constitution. But I think it was Jefferson, and I'll have to get this quote right, but I'm gonna paraphrase. An informed citizen tr- citizenry is the best defense against tyranny. Yes, okay. it is something very okay. much like something that. like that. I I, I don't yep. know exactly how, the exact eloquent words. He was very eloquent. I'm not, but <laughs> he, you know, he was amazing in that regard. And uh, you know, so many are ill-informed and misinformed yeah. today, and we probably Christy have more information at our fingertips today than we ever did in the history of mankind with the internet, mm-hmm. but we're probably the least informed. Isn't that amazing? How about it's, that? It is paradox? amazing. That's a paradox. Le- the least informed. And I think I, I can't remember the worst with numbers. Um, the percentage of literate Americans is, is smaller than I wanted it to be. I'll tell you that without quoting a number. I got homework for the next episode. Um, but I know that the col- colonial America was one of the most literate societies of all time. Yeah. Um, so looking now, and like I said, we have more at our fingertips. We have so much information available. Um, you don't even have to go to the library anymore. You can just get on your phone. Um, but so to have all this information available and everybody's on their phones all the time, like, what are we doing on there <laughs> instead of reading well, and learning, you know? Well, yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting you say literacy because, you know, and I have no problem saying this. The state of Arizona is not the best education state in the nation. It's and one even of the, the best, worst, isn't it? It's like, well, we, we waffle between 48 and 49, you know. Okay. So, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, and then we celebrate when we hit 48. But, yeah. uh, you know, 
but even the top the top education systems if you think about states like massachusetts and connecticut i know kids who have graduated from there okay and you would not believe what they don't know ronald reagan had an interesting say you know they they say well you guys are a bunch of right-wing wackos right no we're constitutionalists okay we're patriots and constitutionalists and if you want to call that right wing far right whatever you want to call it god bless you call us that (laughs) but we're not that we don't feel we're that we feel we're mainstream patriots that Mm -hmm. are trying to bring our country back to center where the constitution is the is the is the 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 document that we follow along with its underlying christian principles okay Mm -hmm. and you know if we really did follow the word of god we wouldn't do 90 99 maybe 100 percent of the things that we're doing today okay think about what we're doing and and so when i look when i look at the when i look at the 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 constitution and i look how far we deviated from it Mm -hmm. nobody even asked the question well wait a minute you can't do that let's take one simple example biden intuition reimbursement okay i've got people cheering oh my god i'm getting my loan paid this is great well wait a minute first of all it's it's not one of the enumerated powers of the constitution the executive branch can't decide to spend money that's congress's job the executive branch being the president so we have this check and balances okay Mm -hmm. uh it's unconstitutional spending anyway so one of the things you're going to hear us talk about a lot and i'll use that as an example is when people start arguing the merits of that particular program, let's just use that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, we shouldn't have to pay for tuition because I went to college and nobody paid for mine. And what about people who didn't go? Wrong argument. Yeah. Wrong argument. The only argument we should make when something is unconstitutional is that it's unconstitutional. That's it. That's yes. it. We it- should never, because once you get into the argument about tuition reimbursement, and give your opinion as to whether or not you think it's a good or a bad idea, then guess what? You just granted power, in mm-hmm. this case, to the executive branch, to Joe Biden, to make these kind of rules. And and he it's has a, no right to screen. make that move. And by the way, the Supreme Court shot that down for that reason. Okay, but yeah. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, if something is unconstitutional, no matter what you think about the idea, the only argument you should be making is that it's not in concert with the Constitution and end it. Don't even get into the debate about the Don't merits the of time. some great brain scheme that somebody comes up with. And you may like well, the and idea. That was, you may like the that idea. was one of the topics that inspired us to do this show when you had that encounter about the, you know, the school loans debate, you know, with somebody. And it is. It's like, yeah, it's just a smokescreen at that point. We're going to argue about this over here and we're going to be going at each other's throats back and forth. And all the while, the executives getting away with things they shouldn't be doing. Exactly. And so, yeah, the question should be, is it constitutional? If it isn't, stop. It's over. We're done. Stop. We're not doing stop. it. And if it is a constitutional issue, then we can get into a realistic debate as to how we're going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And what what methods are going to be best, and let the may the best idea win at that point. Well, it's interesting that you say that, Christy, because as you know, you and I talked about this quite a bit. That uh, the government are the worst problem solvers because whenever they set out to solve a problem, they create <laughs> five more, and they don't properly define. You know, my background being trained in Japan on problem solving by Toyota and and, and the people who are really good at it. We we don't even know how to solve problems by because we don't even define it. 
And normally yeah. when you have a problem, you have to have a measurement that says, okay, when I do this, uh, this metric's going to change and, and we'll solve that problem. We'll be done with it. Right. But what do we do as a government? We continue to throw more money at whatever it is that didn't work. Right. And it can, keeps going like extra money is going to count. Right. Oh, you wouldn't yeah. do that in your daily sure. life. But, and, and again, most of that spending is unconstitutional anyway. I think we'll, we'll, we'll have a session on this, but you know, I think 70% of our budget, our federal budget is unconstitutional when you get right down to the bare bones of the constitution. But, you know, the kind of things, and, Chrissy, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yep. Nope. And, th and that's why it's gotten so out of control. And because of people's lack of inform too, right? Because it, as we, the people, we, our check and balance in the government is, is consent of the governed, which is stated in our Declaration of Independence, right? We, these powers are derived from the consent of the governed. And so in order to you know, choose how we want to be governed, we need to be informed and we need to be able to say no and not support these things that are, or just accept it when they do something that's out of bounds, when they're spending frivolously and out, outside of the constitution. And we're just, it's sad because we've just gotten so weak as a people. And and like it says in our intro, we've just too easily succumbed to tyrannical orders. So they just do all this stuff they're not allowed to be doing. But if we allow them to do it, why would they ever stop? No, no, exactly. And, you know, it's all, you know, and when you're, when you're looking for power and, you know, I think maybe one of the, uh, one of the, the the sessions we'll do, Chrissy, it just occurred to me that when I was on a campaign trail, and you and I talked about this, I got asked all the time, what are you going to do about blank, 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 right? And, That's my favorite part of the campaign trail. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, you would not believe the questions that I got asked and that, that would indicate how misinformed people are as to what the role of not only Congress is, but of the federal government itself. So, so matter of fact, that will be, I'm going to write that one down. Uh, uh, what are you going to do about, well, because if I recall, you get people asking, like, what are we going to do about my neighbor and all this stuff in there? Well, one, one lady asked me, what are you going to do about my boss? He's a tyrant. So, okay, well, I'm going to write a law, outlaw John Smith, you know. Yeah, um, not allowed. But the best one, I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just give a little insight to this, but the best one that uh, I, I got asked, I, thought, I got a lot of really cool ones, uh, not cool, but interesting ones. This one guy says to me, I had like 60 people in, in front of me. Uh, I was up somewhere, where was up in Payson, I believe. And uh, the guy says, hey, what are you going to do about putting ethics and morality back into government? Oh. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God. So I said, uh, well, right now I'm I'm working on making pigs fly. And once <laughs> I get that done, uh, I'm going to work on that problem. Okay. Yeah, priorities, right? I go, come on, guys. First of all. Uh, you always got to challenge the premise of the question. When was there yes. ever morality and ethics in government? Yes. Number one. But, but besides that, number two, what do you want me to do? Pass out Bibles to everybody, you know, and, 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 and even if they read them, they won't understand them. Most of the yeah. time. So yeah, you can't make that happen. Well, I it's... said, you know, I said, look, why don't you take care of your ethics and morality? I'll take yes. care of mine. Yes. You guys take care of yours. We all have got something to work on to get better as a human being. Everybody does. Come on. There's only one perfect that, person. Well, yeah. I only know of one perfect person, and that seems to be a guy named Jesus. That's okay? right. So, you know, and so, so no, no, I'm not going to do anything about that. Okay. My job is to keep the government away from you guys here in Arizona, right? Yes. 
Exactly. You know? And to, and it's a matter of heart, right? And that is the thing is that everybody looks at like, it's all over sensationalized and the, the president, this and the Congress, that and this and the governor and everybody's like all up in arms, but all this stuff. And it's like these people that we've elected to office that we've consented to govern us should not have that much of an effect on our daily lives and we love the fact that they do it's failure on our part and that's what we need to work we need to work on it's a matter of heart and it's a matter of personal responsibility and it's a matter of the pushback self-accountability and that's what well john adams said you know our constitution is only fit for a moral and religious people and now that we're so far i think now america's down to like 60 something percent christian now and one of the things i'll just get off off the surface here on this first episode is like america is a christian nation like it or not that's what our founders were that's what we're made of However, that means you don't have to be Christian because Jesus didn't force anybody to follow him. That's your own personal decision. Mm -hmm. But because we are a Christian nation, everybody benefits from those Christian values. And most Americans generally have a certain degree of Christian value in their daily lives because the overarching goodness of this founding and so that's just all stuff that we just need to get back to in the home in the heart you know with the family and just building ourselves up at home and that that works wonders it goes out from there you change your heart you start doing better inside then you're going to be nicer to your kids and then your kids are going to go you know out into the world and they're going to be nicer to their friends and everybody's going to be it just it bleeds out from there and improves and so like i said in the beginning faith and knowledge are the key to rectifying all of this you know, you know, Chrissy, maybe we'll close in this regard. Uh, a couple things here that there's so much to talk about. And matter <laughs> of fact, you touch, you touch a lot of these things that we're going to talk about are very related and they're almost mm-hmm. like one big set of Venn diagrams. But, but, you know, one of the things that you talked about, you alluded to just now was the whole notion of what Marxism is doing to our country. And there is a, there is a, there is a, a movement underfoot to, to, to move towards the communist manifesto and Marxism. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, uh, and that has to do with the degradation of God, family, personal property. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And, 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 and family, uh, and controlling education and controlling what we teach our children. So when we talk about that particular episode, you're going to see a lot of parallels as to what's going on today in today's, uh, government and in this country and in our schools and at the, at all levels, by the way, not just at the federal mm-hmm. level. Um, Christy, I think maybe we'll close but, but to do a couple of things. One is I'm just going to kind of, I'm looking at my list here of the type of topics that you and I want to do for episodes. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there, this list will grow, but I'm just looking at it now. Uh, the role of education at the federal level, which you'll find is, is zero. Electoral college. Uh, Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gave it away. Enumerated, yeah. <laughs> enumerated powers, executive orders. Okay, mm-hmm. that's we're gonna have a whole session on that. Uh, what kind of forms of government are there, and what are we today? Mm-hmm. That's a big level of confusion. Everybody throws the word socialist around all the time; they don't even know what it means. Uh, 
What about Make America Great Again? We're going to have a session on that one. The military-industrial complex that Eisenhower warned us about in 1961 in his farewell speech. Nullification. That's a big one on my, that's a big topic for me on nullification and what, what that does that mean and how, how we have an obligation as a state to push back on our federal government when they mandate unconstitutional things. Got to remember, the Constitution is a limit on their power. Yes. Uh, not, not, and they don't grant us rights. They, they're enumerated powers that come from God. So we'll have a whole section on that as well. Um, Republic versus democracy, uh, term limits, first, second, 10th, 16th, those amendments in particular, we're going to talk about, plus others, I'm sure, as time goes on. Uh, Christy, we're going to talk about uh, what you call the three-letter agencies and how most of them mm -hmm. are unconstitutional. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're the ones where all these regulations come down with the power of law that could put you in jail and take your house. Uh, the welfare state. In Christie's favorite, words matter. Ooh, I can't wait dive, for that one. We're going to dive into uh, Noah Webster a little bit here mm -hmm. and, and talk about how his uh, dictionary of what year, Christie, was it? 1828. 1828. Right so, behind me. It's really, cool. you really, okay, it, it really has to be considered like the Federalist Papers uh, supporting federal documents to the Constitution because the words that we they used back then, you know, again, the Constitution cannot be something that we, the way we interpret it today, we have to go back and look at how it was meant back then. And that's why the, the words... The intent. The intent. And, and, and Webster wrote that dictionary because he had the foresight to say, hey, look, we're going to get into a, a word game here and words are going to mean different things as time goes on. And I think by the time he wrote mm -hmm. that dictionary, they already had. Yeah. And and if we don't understand the words in the founding documents, we are going to misinterpret what was meant by them, right? And that's where all this stuff comes together. So that's another one that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about reparations and slavery. We're going to talk about flag burning. Mm -hmm. Hey, is that is that constitutional? Um, mm -hmm. How the founders risked their, their lives, their fortune, their families to fight the biggest and most powerful military in the world uh to, to get i think we'll to see we too are. as we go on with these things because you know we're kind of history nerds um bringing up things from the past and from our founding era that happened and how our founders dealt with it then and this is i mean pre-revolution even exactly um, exactly and and using the example of history to how it worked and these these problems that we faced before in different ways and how we dealt with them then so we can, um, there, there is a roadmap guys. <laughs> There's a way out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, we, we do believe that it's, it's the solution. That's why we named it as such. Now, by the way, uh, you might sit there and say to yourself, well, who the hell are you guys? You guys aren't lawyers. What do you know <laughs> no. about the constitution? Well, you want to know something? The constitution, I'm, I've got a copy of it right here. It's a little bit of a, a three by four booklet that has roughly 50, 60 pages in it. And guess what? It's not all that complex if you know how to read. That's and number one, you don't need to be a lawyer to understand it. And by the way, the founding fathers did not write it for lawyers. They wrote it for everyday Americans, uh, people who came out of the out of the field, off the farm. So what do we know about the Constitution? Well, first of all, we studied it. We've done a lot of research on a lot of this that's in here. And we're continuing to learn about it, by the way. Yeah. This is an ever-going uh, endeavor for us a lifelong endeavor to continue to learn more and more about the brilliance 
of what was put in here. Oh, by the way, did I mention Luckville College? Speaking of brilliance. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. that's the yeah, yeah. college. I mean, that, that right there is mind. one of the things that's really misunderstood. <laughs> and the absolute brilliance of that, of, of the documents themselves, of the Second Amendment and why we have it. Um, absolute brilliance when you when you look at what these 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 people did. So are we experts? No, there's no experts. I don't care who you are. I don't care. I mean, look at the crazy calls are being made on people who are supposed experts on the Supreme Court. OK, if everybody yeah. understood the Constitution exactly with the same without any hidden agenda, why would we have five four decisions? OK, shouldn't we all yeah. say nine, nine zip or why do we have nine? Why would you need nine? Right. So mm -hmm. so the whole point is this. We have done a lot of work. We're going to bring to you hopefully uh, a lot of answers, but but hopefully, Christy, people will walk away with more questions and get curious yes. themselves to learn on their own. And that's really the objective of this is to educate and get people to understand uh, how unbelievably special this country is. I know I would not have achieved the, the, the success I've achieved in my life if in any other country, and by the way, I've been in five continents and 45 countries, and there is no country that compares to the United States of America, even though we have a lot of problems and we need to fix them and we have a lot of ills and we can, you know, but we, we perhaps are the country that has fixed our ills better than any other country on the planet and, and, and in history. So we have, and, and that comes from the, the basis of our founding and the, the bill of rights and whatnot, how we, the freedom of speech is one of the most it's first for a reason because in America, we're able to speak. Our, our God is a God of words, right? Being able to express our minds, our hearts, what we think and feel, and what we're learning and care about is one of the most important things we can do. It's what sets us apart from all the animals and everybody. Humans can talk. And so in that, we need to be able to use our voices boldly. We need to be able to speak concisely. We need to be able to admit when we're wrong. And we need to be able to stand firm on what we understand is right. And we need to keep speaking and we need to keep learning and debating and going back and forth about what matters to us. And so that is as censorship sets in from all different sides around us. Um, the one thing we should never, ever do as Americans is shut up. <laughs> we should or, or always up, or speak up. up. Never give up and always speak up. That's mm -hmm. a good motto right By there. By the way, Chris, I want to correct you on what you said. My mom, God rest her soul. Let's see, this year she would have, would have been uh, uh, 108 uh, in December this year. Um, she had a dog that she claimed talks. So I, I have to correct you on what you, what you said. <laughs> God, yeah. rest my, God rest my mom's soul. She was mm -hmm. unbelievable. Uh but anyway, uh, Chris, I guess we'll close we'll close it there, right? And and yep. uh, and then you know we've got the, the next episode that we're going to do is going to be about constitutional basics, and I think we touched on some of them today, but maybe a little bit more formal presentation on the fundamentals of the Constitution and the basics. What is it? Why do we have it? Uh, what are the key provisions that make it? You know, like I said, perhaps next to the Bible and the Declaration and you know, those, some of the top two or three documents ever produced by mankind. And, mm -hmm. and so uh, 
we'll yeah. talk a little bit more about that and uh and set the stage i guess for all the other things that we're going to because we're, we're always going to come back to that document yes and say well you know and the question we would like everybody out there to ask their legislators every time you see a law a provision whatever the first thing you should ask is what's the constitutionality and if you don't know the mm -hmm. constitution this is the place to be because we're going to teach you here but we definitely suggest you do some self-study on your own. We'll talk more about that Great. as we go on. So, Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> Christy Tyrone, really mm -hmm. great to have you. And uh, I'm looking forward to our partnership as we go forward and conquer the world. Okay. So, uh, and I'm Mark. Forgotten country. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, and thanks everybody. And we'll see you next time. God bless. God bless everybody. Thanks for listening to The Constitution Solution, one podcast under God. You can find other episodes on our website at 1787solution.com, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're your hosts, Christy Tyrone and Mark Deluzio. Until next time, may God bless you and may God bless America.